0: Hey, guys, I just wanted to take a minute to let you know it is not too late if you still want to come be a part of the first ever podcast summit up in Maryland, uh, Baltimore, Maryland area up at Malchmate headquarters, uh, Dawson Manufacturing to be specific. We are going to be having a podcast summit for everyone. All the biggest podcasters are going to be there recording. You can meet, greet, hang out, have a good time. You can be on the podcast. You can just network and hang out. Just like another great community event opportunity to come together, just like so many other great live events that we've already been to this year and look forward to next year. This is just the next chapter, next evolution in that for our community. It's Friday, January 14th from 9 to 5. So if you're local to that DeMarilyn, area, Virginia, D.C., anywhere around there, and you want to drive up for the day or whatever, please go ahead and, and stop by and, and, and hang out with us anytime or the whole day. Uh, if you want to fly in, travel further, and you want to spend the night, I have hotel blocks for that Thursday night, Friday night, whatever you guys uh, need to get done to make it more convenient, nice group rate at a nice hotel, not too far from mulchmate from, uh, headquarters, easy a hotel shuttle from the airport right to the hotel, and so on. Just a good time. Trying to make it as easy and convenient as possible for everybody. Just come together and have a good time. Create some great content. Uh, if you have, if you were thinking about starting a podcast, this is a great opportunity to network with some of the the, the experienced folks in the industry. Uh, such uh, I, I wasn't such such myself, but I mean, I am one year into it. Uh, I have done plenty of podcasts. Those of you that are listening, you know, hundred podcasts, over a hundred podcasts in. But you got the great Paul Jameson, the Greenish Street Podcast, who's been doing it a lot longer than that, been in broadcasting for many, many years, knows Mr. Producer, good friends with him, got him on board, got all of us on board with him and so on, I should say. So a lot of great opportunities there for those of you that are just starting out, as well as just if you just want to be a part of the community and just hang out, you want to get on the podcast. You don't have to actually record your own podcast. You can just be on other podcasts or just hang out, have a good time. Check out all the MulchMate. podcasts. Uh, all of the different stuff that they have that Dawson Manufacturer is making, all the stuff that just came out at the GIE last October, not too long ago, only a few months ago. If you didn't get a chance to go to the GIE, now the Equip Expo, and you didn't see all that stuff, or you didn't get a chance to really look at it as much if you did go or whatever, you just want to look at it again. You know, definitely you can do that. Uh, he's going to have a, Nick Carlson Carlson's going to have a nice open house and he's just going to have everything all set up and ready for everyone to play around with and just have a good time and check out the facility, see how things are made, made in America the hard, you know, the, the, the hard work, the quality, the attention to detail, everything that Nick and his team put into his, uh, all of his, um, pieces of equipment and everything that he keeps coming out with to help make our jobs that much easier and more efficient so just a great time going to be uh, sponsored by Kohler Engines so there it's going to be a big deal there they're going to be there uh, going to be representing having a good time maybe get them on the podcast as well uh, Nick's obviously going to be there and there's a, a whole guest list going on there um, like I said Paul Jameson of the Green Industry Podcast you got Caleb uh, Allman with the um, uh, Kid Contractor Podcast you've got Dan Wheeler with Defense Industry podcast, who's a Mr. Producer produced podcast. Uh, So that's a cool uh, opportunity there to to, to meet him and get on his podcast. There's a lot of a lot of uh, good cross collaboration, um, cross information, you know, business is business. And, you know, you might not be digging fences or maybe you want to get into that. And, you know, this Dan's a good person. He's been in the industry for a long time. So you can pick his brain as well and even get on his podcast potentially uh, or just listen to his podcast. If you haven't already, definitely do that. So again, great opportunity, guys, January 14th if you want any more, all the details are in the link tree in the episode description, this episode's description, the podcast that you're listening to right now, uh, as well as you can feel free to go on my Instagram at LCR media or lawn care rookie. And there's different posts on there about the event, uh, the guest list and so on. You know, I can't constantly remember all the people that keep coming, but uh, I named some of the top folks. I'm going to be giving away 50 copies of Paul Jameson's, uh, new journal and guide, AKA book, uh, that's available on Amazon. It's a hardcover. Uh, the Diligent Shall Prosper. It's, it's a way for you to journal your day and have some goals and so on and just really um, attack the new year, 2022, and just hit the ground running. As well as we've got Chant from Chant's Daily Hustle is going to be stopping by on his book tour. Uh, he's got a new book that just came out. I'm going to give away 25 copies of those to the, those of you that are at, at this event as well. And Chant's going to be there. So you can hang out with him. Get, if you've never met him before, it's a good opportunity for that. He can sign any copies of the books if you would like and so on. So it's just a great time. You know, it's kind of a slowish time if it's not snowing, that is, uh, in your area. It's a great time to kind of chill out a little bit and 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 kind of get pumped back up, I guess, again for, for the new year and start getting geared up for the spring, you know, mid, middle of January here uh, coming up. So it's not too late. Um, for those of you local, I know it might be last minute for those of you that do have to travel a distance, but maybe you can still make it work. But if you just want any more info, feel free to check me out on Instagram, as well as check the, uh, the link tree in the episode description. Thanks, guys, and I hope to see you there. thanks for listening to the LCR media podcast where we get to know the pros. I'm your host LCR nailer Talia Farrow. And on today's actually short and sweet episode, uh, I'm going to do it to myself. I'm going to prove, prove that I can make it short and sweet because just trying to keep getting that content out there in between everything. Um, doing a lot of traveling. Those of you that have been listening to some of my, my recent podcast episodes, lots of vacations. Uh, couldn't have come at a better time, um, but I'd still, I'm still still a little under the weather here. Coming back from from all that, uh, you know. My, so my voice might sound a little bit different or whatever. But uh, I haven't been sick in in 8 years or whatever it's been since I quit retail management so it's kind of shocking for me and and uh whatever I feel a little bit like a like a baby at this point um dealing with it because I haven't uh had to deal with it for 8 years so I kind of forgot what it was like to to have you know to be sick to have a cold or whatever nonsense if that's any any um indication of the kind of year that I had yeah, so here I am sick. and that uh, that'll be those are some upcoming episodes going coming up for um, you know recapping 2021 and looking forward to you know my goals for 2022 and and, and talking about that. So, going to be all around the same time frame that, that that's all recorded. So I'll probably sound just as busted in, in those. So it'll, 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 just kind of go hand in hand because, you know, when I recap my year and maybe some things you might not have, have heard yet, I don't know I feel like I've, you know, shared everything on the podcast, if not some other social media platforms, but definitely the podcast is my way to really get a little more intimate. And, um, you know, I feel like this is a, a close group of folks that are listening to the podcast, that are, are really trying to elevate themselves, show support of each other, of maybe even me or whatever. Um, and, and we're all just trying to help each other as a community grow together, um, personally, professionally, and so on. So I, I feel like it's the, the best medium for me to kind of share. Some more personal things, I guess, and just some more intimate details, and kind of dive into some topics a little bit more than than YouTube or Instagram, for example. Uh, But so, but there might be some things that maybe I didn't share or didn't go into much detail. So, look forward to those upcoming episodes where I will definitely hash all that stuff out. Um, Kind of, like I said, go into more details of things that I haven't before, and just kind of summarize some of the things that I already have gone over in other episodes, and you can just I can refer those other episodes for you to go back and listen. So I'm not just redundant um, and making a two hour episode of going over the same stuff. But so look, look forward to that, but it, it will be no surprise once you hear my 2021 as to why um, I'm probably sick, you know, and, and, and uh, there's a lot of folks, a lot of you out there probably had a challenging 2021 as well. Lots of ups and downs. I know for a fact, you know, watching and listening to a lot of my peers and mentors, they all themselves have had some struggles and ups and downs and I'm sure everyone has, or a lot of other people have gotten sick as well. That's just how it is. You know, you, you get run down, you get tired, you're just trying to grind it out and your body eventually just, you know, can't can't take it. And if you get exposed to whatever, you know, cold or, you know, God forbid COVID or anything like that, you know, like your your immune system is already compromised because you're already exhausted and physically, mentally, maybe even emotionally. So now there's just not as much, strength for your immune system to just knock that other stuff out the way and be like, get, get out of here. So it takes a little bit longer and you get sick and so on. But anyway, man, I did not mean to go into a six minute dissertation here about me being sick and why I sound like trash. Now I did want to, this is why I said it's short and sweet because I'm just trying to milk it a little bit here. Cause I just wanted to talk about, um, another topic that people constantly ask me about, uh, is trucks. Let's talk trucks. Um, people, you know, just, just like, you know, people ask me about mowers and trailers and which that's another episode probably too. you know, all over different social media platforms, trucks are, are, are very similar to a lot of conversations and a lot of questions like, you know, whether they see something I post about my truck or they followed me over the years and they're asking me questions because they're at some sort of level of their business and they want to make some decisions with trucks or whatever. Um, you know, they ask me questions. So. I wanted to kind of make, uh, and I answer those questions one off, but it's not really something that's ever really shared. And again, the podcast is the platform, in my opinion, for me to do stuff like that, you know, where all the other medium, all the other uh, platforms uh, for social media are more, you know, th- they're short and sweet, right? You know, you know, you can make long YouTube videos, but it's it's got to be full of a lot of things to keep people's attention. You're not going to just sit there and have a 15 minute conversation about trucks or whatever it's going to end up being. So Uh, 10 minute, whatever, even that's still a long time to be talking about trucks unless you're showing different trucks and you're doing this and that and whatever. And I just don't have time for that right now. And I only have one truck currently anyway, so there's not a whole lot to show. And I already made YouTube videos about that. So you can go back on at Lawn Care Rookie uh, or LCR um, on, on YouTube and you can see those videos, you know, you can just Google, um, trucks or, you know, Ram or Dodge or whatever the heck you want. Something will come up, I'm sure easily on, on, on my YouTube channel for all the different trucks. Cause I've, so I've started my, my business with an, an Ford F-150 and then I had a Ram 1500 and now I have a Ram 3500. Uh, and so the evolution of that was I actually started my business technically part time while I was still in retail management. Those of you that haven't been following along and you're new, new to the podcast, again, thank you um, for for listening. I do tend to ramble, so be prepared. There's lots of rabbit holes depending on how I'm feeling that day and what the topic is or isn't, and if I'm have a guest or not. But uh, at any rate, um, thank you for listening, and uh, hopefully you, you you've gotten value already or some entertainment, and you will get get some value uh, as I uh, digging a little bit, uh, into trucks and my, my, my background of that, my experience, my philosophy or whatever. But I started part-time for a year doing lawns. I had like a handful of lawns, push mower, hand trimmer and hand blower, all from like Lowe's or something for my, for my own house that I had for many years. And the back of my Jeep compass, everything was just folded up and shoved in the back, you know, hatchback of the Jeep compass just enough room to fit everything. And, you know, I would just do the in-between work before, after on my one or two days off, I was lucky enough. And I was just kind of getting, getting after it, trying to see if, if, it, if it could uh, work, you know, how I could make it work out. And, and so I didn't even have a truck and it was just part-time. That's fine. But when I decided to quit retail and say, man, you know, if I went all in, I could really make something out of this. I'm pretty confident. I definitely enjoy it. That's for sure. Uh, if I, But if I could go full-time, I could probably get, get, start, get back to the salary I was making in retail management and maybe, and, and then some, maybe. Um, so that was the plan. That was the goal. And that's broken down into all types of stuff like five-year plans and so on and so forth. That's topic for another day. I've talked, touched base about that kind of stuff over the, over the, you know, the year on different podcasts. Uh, but the, I had, in order to do that, I had to actually get serious. And, you know, I was like, man, you know, I immediately was able to get 30 regular mowing clients, uh, weekly, clients um like going from the winter into that spring again another another episode for another day or whatever another time for another day how i got to that point but i quickly was able to get you know went from a handful to 30 and and but i'm like there's no way i can get even being full-time even having five you know, I didn't want to work seven days a week anymore, or six days a week. I wanted to kind of get my life back, which is why I quit retail management. One of many reasons to get my quality of life back. So I wanted to spend more time with my family, spend more time with myself doing things that I want to do, working out, mountain bike riding, making sure I'm getting enough sleep, eating right, just, you know, enjoying myself and, and, and all that, and just kind of repairing the damage of all those years of, Kind of feeling like slave labor and retail management, all the different places that I worked, and the direction of the, the world and retail and online shopping and all this kind of stuff. And Amazon, I always keep going back to Amazon and blaming them. But uh, you know, kudos to Amazon for re- reinventing you know uh, e commerce and just how you shop in general. For uh, it, made, but it made, it made a whole lot more difficult for the brick and mortar stores, as we call it, all the traditional retail stores where you go in and buy stuff off the shelf and whatever so that made it harder for, for those companies and the managers managing those companies and those stores and blah, blah, blah. So, uh, you know, it, it is what it is, but it just wasn't for me any longer. Uh, um, you know, I, I needed to move on. So, so, you know, I, I was, I didn't want to work when I went full-time the first year, you know, I, I didn't want, or going into that first year full-time, I didn't want to continue doing the same thing, working constantly, working weekends and all that. I was willing to do whatever it took, obviously, to make as much money as possible, to get, you know, to pay, pay our bills and do everything that, that I had to do, Um, you know, to, to to pull up my end, you know, support my family and all that, obviously. But I, I didn't want to, I I wanted to quickly start repairing the damage, you know, and, and really just start enjoying my life and so on. So uh, I didn't want to, I, I don't even think... So in five days, if I was just wanting to work five or six days, you know, push mowing all these, you know, 10,000 square foot on average or more lawns, you know, it just, it wouldn't have been profitable at all for me. So I had to quickly be like, all right, you know, I need to look into different types of equipment. What's the difference between commercial equipment and residential equipment and this and that blah, blah. So that's where I quickly went through that evolution and I'm like, well, I'm going to need a truck. A pickup truck is my first thing that I need to do. Because even before I start mowing, I can start getting work done with a pickup truck because I can just, you know, I can do leaves and mulch and debris and cleanups. And I can, you know, obviously, you know, those of you that know, you know, I mean, if you're a first-timer, you have no idea. I mean, you know, you can do a lot of stuff with a pickup truck. You use the pickup bed as all kinds of stuff. You can put equipment in there. You can put junk and debris in there and go to the dump and dump, haul it out, blow it out, rake it out, shovel it out, pull a tarp out, whatever. There's so many different things you can do. I did so much, you know, pruning shrubs and crepe myrtles and broken tree limbs and, you know, cleaning up people's leaves and mulch beds and pulling weeds out and digging this up and that up and, you know, dead plants and trees and, you know, all smaller stuff that all I needed was a a shovel, a pickmatic and that kind of stuff. Nothing with any heavy equipment or anything like that because I didn't have any at the time. So it was a lot of manual labor, but I I was able to just get after it immediately with a pickup truck. So I I traded in, you know, looking for that real quick and uh, it didn't take me too long to find a pretty decent deal. Uh, I was able to trade in my Jeep Compass and which was already paid off fortunately by that time and then get the Ford F150 which was a lot older than the Jeep Compass and had over 200,000 miles on or no, had close to 200,000 miles on. I think it had like 180 something and I remember doing a lot of research about that particular engine, it's the Triton. It's like the it was like the the F150 XL or something, it's the Triton engine and I um what the heck, four, six or something like that. And I heard a lot of, um, a lot of good feedback on different forums and stuff online about that's a really, it was, that was a really good engine. The nine, you know, the 99s, you know, the F-150s with the Triton engine, four, six was really good engines. And, you know, really when you get to like 220, 250, a hundred thousand miles, that's when it starts getting squirrely, start having problems or whatever. I'm like, all right, well, 180 something. And I'm just going to be driving around doing miscellaneous local odd jobs. I I can't put on, you know, that many miles per year. This will at least get me started, get me a couple of years in hopefully. And then as I grow, I can get something else. Uh, So that's what I did. I traded in my Jeep Compass for that F-150. So because of the things I said, how many miles, how old it was, but it was in great condition. It had one owner. The dude had it forever, I guess. He's probably just pulling his boat or his RV or something and traded in probably for a brand new F-150 or something like that. So it was great condition. had all the sweet stuff. It didn't have leather seats or anything but had power everything. didn't have a sunroof or anything but I just mean it had like power windows, you know cruise control, you know I mean air condition I mean it had stuff that some of the basic models that you get today, um, and you know, 2022, what wouldn't even, you know, wouldn't have the base, some of those base models don't even have that kind of stuff. So I was ver- felt very fortunate that I've f- got a really great deal. They actually gave me a check for like 600 bucks or something. I think that was the difference left from after trading in the Jeep compass. Cause the Jeep compass was actually worth 600 bucks more or whatever. And they were just like looking at the papers like, man, you really got a good deal. I'm like, thanks. Give me my check, please. Boop. And I'm out. And that's how I hit the ground running with the F 150 Now fast forward. Holy cow. Uh, and, and obviously I knew that, that, that not only could I be using the pickup bed, uh, you know, the truck bed, but I'm, I obviously knew that I needed to get a trailer, get some commercial mowers or a commercial mower. I start off with, I got to walk behind, whatever, not going to go down that whole story. I've explained this all over the place, so many different places. Um, you can just check me all out, check out my podcast and look for the titles that seem to make sense for that, you know, uh, keywords and whatnot, or just go on my YouTube at Lawn Care Rookie or LCR or my Instagram for bo- both of those. And you can just go through and see, you know, some of my older posts for setups, older videos for setups, things like that, and all that talking about, I'm not going to waste your time going into all that, but I also needed to pull trailers, too. So that's another reason why I wanted to get a pickup truck, right? I mean, a Jeep Compass is not something that you're going to really use uh, to, to grow a, a lawn care bit, lawn or landscape business. It's just not It's just not a thing. Uh, it's, it's not conducive for that kind of stuff. I mean, you can make it work temporarily, but whatever. So that's why I got rid of that immediately, because I was trying to dive in full time, let me be as successful as possible. I didn't go out and get a brand new truck. Uh, I, didn't, I didn't have any money. You know, all, all the money that I had had to go for savings to get us through the winter and help pay bills as long as possible until I could start generating as much money as possible. Um, so, uh, but anyway, um, there's another rabbit hole I'm going to go down about saving and all that and, and how I had money and blah, blah, blah. that's again, another topic for another day. I, I, I definitely addressed that in other episodes, um, but just so much has happened in my life, guys, geez, I'm just trying to always hash it all through and and, and stay on point with the priorities of the topic of that episode. Uh, But I don't want you to feel gypped or be like, wait, what, huh? Like, you know, what, what happened with that? What about that? <laughs> you, just, you just have to keep waiting for the next, for the next episodes, I guess, for more bits and pieces, you know, that become relevant or go do some research in the archives for other stuff. But, at any rate, um, I, I knew that's what I had to do. I knew I, I uh, had to you know, hit the ground running as fast as possible, You know, um, start making that money. Um, I, I didn't have anything to be buying anything new. Uh, I had to borrow some stuff, some money to get a trailer and, and um, for, from a family member for, for a trailer and a, and a mower and had them paid back by the following season and so on. So very minimal debt starting off. Uh, Didn't have anything in debt for that F 150. That thing lasted me like five years, I think. But as my company, my business grew, I was solo that whole time. And then I started hiring, you know, a couple part timers here and there uh, to help me grow past, you know, what I could handle by myself. Um, I kind of realized that, you know, it it would be good to get, well, I always wanted to get to that second truck. So my ultimate game plan is to have a couple, you know, two, three crews. um, So you obviously need more than one truck to be able to do that not trying to get big or anything. And I just don't want to stay solo. I want to have, you know, a good variety so that I have enough work for, for everybody enough for my salary to pay my family, support my family and obviously support my employees, families wants and needs, and the business can run, it can kind of be self-sustained and all that. Just have a really good retirement plan that way. A good business, um, nothing too crazy, you know, uh, but manageable for me. Um, So anyway, that that, that's always been my plan, my goal. So I need to, you know, need to I want to start growing and getting some trucks. So I'm like, all right, well, instead of trading in my F-150 for whatever, you know, let me let me because I I did, you know, I I eventually got an enclosed, a seven by 7 by 16 man, I almost forgot. It's been a little while since I've even said that or used it, really, because I have the ramp rack now. <laughs> Again, another rabbit hole for another day. Gosh, uh, other, I've talked about that plenty all over the place, but um, there's actually a podcast episode about that. You can just look up the ramp rack uh, on, my, on the podcast there and, and search that.
1: Do you want to save time and energy while increasing profits? Make your truck do the work with Truckmate. Truckmate attaches to any standard pickup truck hitch with no modifications. Remove the tailgate and turn your truck into a material dispensing monster. With the push of a button, you can pull material like mulch, stone, and topsoil from the truck bed and convey it in either direction directly into a wheelbarrow in seconds. Now you can have one man take one truck to knock out some of the small jobs in no time. The conveyor can also be removed move from the tarp roll or allowing you to unload any material right onto the ground. This could be handy for dumping debris or firewood deliveries. Truckmate can pull more weight than even your truck can hold. Plus, you can still attach a plate-mounted hitch to pull a trailer if needed. Think of all the year-round uses for this truck attachment to make your business more productive and save your back in the process. This is perfect for small residential lawn and landscape businesses. Head over to mulchmateusa.com and save $400 on Truckmate with the promo code LCR. And of course, the link will be in the show notes. LCR not only uses the Truckmate, but he gives it his highest endorsement.
0: I got a had a seven by sixteen. I still have a seven by sixteen enclosed trailer. Pulling that definitely, I could feel when I had that loaded up with all the different equipment and stuff. I could feel, especially going up hills. I would try and avoid you know hills with my F one fifty pulling that trailer because you know I knew I was definitely shortening the lifespan of the F one fifty as I was pulling that enclosed uh, trailer every day. So I knew I had to kind of step up, step it up for you know a little bit of a bigger truck, bigger engine or whatever. I, I knew by that point that a heavy duty truck is Really the way to go, not like an F-150 or 1500, but you know, that, that's just that, again, that all costs money. Right. And at that time I wasn't, I, I was growing slow and, and calculated, you know, not where I'm just going to go buying, you know, some, some brand new heavy duty truck or even a used heavy duty truck. that's a lot more expensive than a used, um, ha- um, half ton, you know, um, residential truck or whatever, um, you know, like an F-150 or 1500. So, I was just looking for another, I was, I was looking for, I was really looking at 1500s, the Ram 1500s, because I knew they have, the the Hemis, you know, have a really good track record, Um, you know, five, or whatever the heck it was, five, seven, I think, Um, you know, so it's a, a bigger engine than the F-150 that I had the four, six, bigger engine, you know, newer truck. So I still was looking for used, but not a 99, you know, like a 2016, I think is what I ended up getting at that time, which was probably 20, Nineteen, I think. I got twenty sixteen, so like you know, three years, a three year old truck, pretty good, pretty good truck, good shape. Only had like forty something miles on. It, I think it was. It was a great, great um half, you know half ton truck. I was really happy with it. Um, and it pulled the trailer like it was nothing. And I was, I was hitting the ground running and I had two trucks um, and I I was getting ready to start using two trucks consistently, you know, like trying to get someone trained, have them, you know, drive one truck. I drive another truck, whatever. Um, still trying to get, you know, find the right people for that too. But then before I could even really get that going, um, I started, I noticed there was a leak on the end, underneath the engine of my F 150. So when I brought that in, they were like, yep, you're going to need to get another truck. Um, this, this one's a goner. You know, it's just, it's just a matter of time. There's a hole in the engine block. So, you know, that's not fixable. So we can either replace the engine. But honestly, that's not worth it because even if I found a, even if we found a used engine to put in this used truck, it's still going to be that use any used engine we can find. is still going to be more than what this truck is even worth. So is that really what you want to do? You know, and I'm like, no, not really. I just, the whole point of me getting this truck was just kind of get me started, get me going. And I didn't even think it was going to last. I had no idea it was going to last me five years into my business. That truck really, really did good for me. I I was really blessed and fortunate with that truck it got me a long way. So I'm like, all right, well, back to the drawing board. Now I've got, so that thing just sat in storage, just leaking away. Well, when I didn't, started kind of stop leaking after a little while, and it would just sit there, uh, but time I tried to run it, it, it would you know start to leak again, uh, whatever. So I really just kind of kept it in storage and, and never really used it unless absolutely necessary because uh, I didn't want to make it any worse and leak whatever fluids, engine oil, engine fluids or whatever, all over the place, wherever I was going, that stuff is almost impossible to get out and I didn't want to be on someone's driveway and have that happen or something crazy. So just stayed in storage on the asphalt, all the way in the corner where I parked and all that, no big deal. Um, and I started thinking to myself, well, what am I going to do now? So it was a short time, right? It was a short year, um, almost the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And I realized like, you know what, my business started growing a little bit faster and, um, I was finding some good employees, but, uh, I, I, still hadn't found the crew leader that I wanted to have. So I'm like, you know what, um, you know, let me let me go a different direction and just keep growing my company with myself and you know the part timers that I have, uh, and and um you know uh, if if I can you know, I'll keep looking for a crew leader. But until until I find a crew leader, I'm just going to keep being the crew leader, but keep growing my business in other ways and getting a heavy duty truck was the way to go. Like that was the answer. As much as the 1500 was great at pulling my trailer, I couldn't haul anything really. Like I really, I'm I'm really big in utilizing the truck to the maximum capacity. Like I did with the F-150, but then it got, when I had an open trailer, but then when I got the enclosed trailer, it just became too much. So I want to have an, you know, an all-in-one heavy duty truck where I can put a, a ton of stuff in the bed, whether it be debris and stuff throughout the day or the week as we're, you know, mowing or whatever we're doing and we're collecting stuff, maybe we're trimming some shrubs or we're cleaning up, you know, after a storm or something, you're throwing it all in there or, or even putting in mulch, um, you know, during mulch season or putting in some dirt or repair some stuff for people or whatever in the yard, you know, blah, 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 like insert whatever. I mean, leaf season, you know, whatever, whatever the heck it is, you know, the, the sky's the limit for what you can use your, your pickup truck bed f- for. And, and I want to have that and be able to tow stuff. So that's why I knew heavy to do heavy duty truck was the best answer than just sticking with the 1500s and, and F-150s. So I went ahead and you know look inquired as I as I kind of had a feeling for whatever reason I just had this feeling that you know I could maybe you know make something happen if I could uh, if I could just get get a good deal you know find you know find find the right the right thing the right bargain situation whatever but. I just had this feeling. So I just went to the Ram dealership, the local one, and, you know, I was talking to the guy and we're talking about different things and, you know, he was, get, uh, uh, I ended up trading in the F one fifty and the 1500, um, for my 3,500, I ended up getting the 3,500 versus the 2,500, because when he was looking at everything that they had, they had used 2,500s you know they were like barely used right they had like 20,000 miles on them 15,000 miles on they're like a year old or two old um and, and they were more expensive like slightly more expensive or the same amount as a brand new 3500 why because 2500 and 3500s are so great resale um, and you know in order for them to resell a used truck they got to mark it up to make some sort of profit off of it versus a brand new truck there's a lot more wiggle room because the sticker price is already sky high uh, with an intent with intention of them to have all kinds of deals and bargains and rebates and all this haggling and stuff to, 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 to sell them there's a lot more uh, margin to play around with versus the used truck so that's one main reason um, but also so, like I said, because they're trying to get rid of um, new trucks, you know, they wanted they want to clear the lot for the make room for the for the next year's uh, assortment. So there's all kinds of deals and stuff. So I went there at the end of 2019, looking at 2019 trucks. And I'm like, man, if I can get a 3500, brand new 3500, 2019, that they're just trying to get rid of with all these, you know, holiday Black Friday pricing, you know, employee pricing, because it was the end of the end of the year, so there's the holidays coming up, and I uh, think got it in, in November, so there was all this stuff going on. They ended up making the the brand new truck less expensive than a a used 2500. So and the reason why I wanted to get the 3500, I ended up doing that because there's a higher payload versus um, the biggest difference between the Ram 2500 and the Ram 3500 is the payload. There's definitely different other little things um, that contribute to that like engine and different stuff like that. But ultimately the biggest thing is like you could, you could increase, you can take a 2,500 and increase the payload by beefing up the rear suspension, which is basically what they did for uh, the 3,500. You know, they, they uh, came, you know, they stock uh, beefed up the suspension and all the different things that they had to do to increase the payload from 40, from 4,000 something um, payload for the 2,500 to, Set over 7,000 something for the 3,500. So I figured, man, I could put a lot of stuff in there. So, I mean, so that's what I did. I ended up trading in two, two half ton trucks for one full ton truck. That's what I always say and joke around with everybody. Uh, so I got a brand new truck, first brand new anything. Well, I've got some brand new mowers, you know, over the years, you know, the last eight years that I've been doing this, but um, it's the first brand new vehicle, I guess I should say, that I've gotten for my business uh, or that I've even gotten in my life, to be honest. I've always had used cars and stuff too. Uh, I think you know my wife've i gotten my wife a new car you know we've gotten new family cars and whatnot, but um nothing personal for myself or for business this is my first brand new uh vehicle so that 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 was kind of cool just knowing that i have a, something like that for my business that i can rely on i mean you have a you um you have a warranty you know that that you have now that that's going to be whatever it is you know whatever however many years and miles thousands of miles that is and So, you know, if anything, anything major happens in the first few years or whatever, it's going to be covered versus getting used truck. And depending on, you know, where you get it from and all that, you know, you might just be kind of uh, stuck, you know, like dealing with it yourself if something happens or whatever. So, I mean, it's just good peace of mind. Knowing that I have a brand new vehicle that I know is going to last me a good amount of time, many years down the road, as long as I take care of it well, which I do pretty much everything I have to the best of my ability. So I know I'm going to be the one using it, you know, for the most part, you know, until I get guys driving stuff for me, then things might be a little bit different. But I know at least while I'm driving this truck, it's going to last a long time Uh, for my company. It's the heaviest duty truck you can get, you know, without, I mean, you know, like at that level uh, versus the, the, you know, 2,500 anyway. I know it's a nice, strong, big, beefy truck. It's a crew cab so I can fit as many people as I need in there, whether it's just me and one guy or me and a whole crew, we can all fit in theirs. Three in the back, one in the, in, you know, one passenger, or uh, actually there's three in the front and three in the back. So it's a six seater technically. That's right. Not even a five seater because the middle console in the front folds down to be another seat. So if I really need to, man, it could be me and five other guys or girls or whatever combination of that. So I just went all out and got the biggest, baddest long bed crew cab. That thing is like a boat, man. Um, But it gets the job done. I know that it's something that my company can grow into. And that's, that's really the whole mentality of that. Now I'm not you know privy to uh, or um biased to any brand that's another question that always comes up people like oh you, you know why do you pick dodges or you know you love your rams or something you know why not this or that and there's no particular rhyme or reason no answer other than i just that's just happens to be what, what i got like if you want to really break down my rationale like i said um and when I when I got the F one fifty, I was just looking for anything. I was looking for a good bargain. I was looking for the best looking used, best looking meaning like actually looking like not rusted out, disgusting. I wanted it to be white because I figured that was the cleanest, uh, most you know traditional. I guess you would say looking. Pickup truck, a white one, you know, work truck for landscape, lawn care, or just working in general. You always see a lot of white vans and and trucks out there for contractors and and a lot of professional services out there. So I just kind of went along along the lines with that and figured I would you know just get my my green uh, lawn care logo on there and stuff eventually, which I never did for the f one fifty, but it's on my thirty five hundred now. But you know, I just figured that would that that would all work out. So I was just looking for a white work pickup truck, you know, like something that was in good condition and looked good and was affordable. And that's how I found the F-150 that I got. I just told you the whole story there. And then when I went to look for the Ram 1500, I did a little bit of research about that again. Like I, I tested out some different things. Like I rented some U-Haul trucks from time to time because the F-150 did start to break down. Before the engine leak, there was just other miscellaneous things that would start breaking down that would have to get fixed or replaced. So it'd be in the shop for a day or, or more um, and, and I couldn't stop working. So I would just rent a U-Haul pickup truck and I would just hook up my trailer and keep getting after it. So that happened several times over the um, you know five years that I had the F-150, but it was more towards the end of the five years in the beginning which is another reason why I was looking for another truck. Cause I figured it was just going downhill and pulling that enclosed trailer made it even worse and so on. So I just, I, you know, I just started trying to do some research into what, what, what would be the next best thing is, is it an F one hundred and fifty or is it, is it a Ram? Is it a Chevy? You know, whatever GMC. So, um, U Haul pickup trucks are typically a variety of different brand trucks. So, I de- one of them was a Ram. I remember uh, having one of those. Like, this is a pretty cool truck. It's nice. This pulls this trailer like like it's nothing the 1500. Um, I use like I think I think I used like a Nissan Titan at one point, I, like I rented, I was going somewhere local and I rented a car. And instead of renting an actual car, I saw they had a Nissan Titan in the lot. i was like, Hey, how much to upgrade to that? So I got, I saw they had like a trailer hitch in the back and I was like, ah, I know I'm gonna do with that. So, you know, I rented that. And before I dropped it off at the end of the day, I went back to storage and hooked it up to my trailer and kind of drove it around a couple of neighborhoods to see how that was. And that was fine. You know, so I tested out a bunch of different trucks. I don't think I tried everything, um, every single brand, but I tested out most of them. Um, and I really just came to the conclusion that they're all the same. I mean that they, they all pull the trailer the same. They all feel the same. They're all good trucks. It just comes down to more of a personal preference and what's the best deal that you can get, honestly. You know, it's just like mower brands. You know, is it Toro? Is it is it uh, this, that, and the other thing? You know, I mean this podcast is sponsored by Toro, so I'm not gonna, you know, go shouting out a whole lot of other brands, but um there's a lot of good mowers out there, you know. It's just a personal preference. Like what what do you prefer? Um or, and what's in your area, you know, what's, what, what can you get the best deal and so on? Um, so what can you get the best service? You know, if something goes wrong with that mower or that truck or whatever. So those are all things that you want to keep in mind. Don't just jump on the bandwagon necessarily of, Oh, I'm a Dodge guy. I'm a Ford guy. I'm a Chevy guy or whatever. Like, you know, don't, don't always jump on, on that, on those bandwagons. So, um, do do what's best for you do your homework do your due diligence that's what i did that's what i continue to do and 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 that and then and that's why i went back to ram because i knew i already had a ram i'm like well hey maybe if i go to ram the ram dealership with a nice you know not very you know not too long um used uh um ram 1500 that i already had and the f150 like whatever which is basically a throwaway but you know if i come to them with these two maybe like hey Ram for Ram can we I just in my mind I figured maybe we could work something out better kind of keep it all in the family and and you know coincidentally they gave me a rebate for for trading in the F150 because it's a competitor the Ford is obviously a competitor to Dodge or to Ram technically is what they are now uh not Dodge or their Ram it's their own division but they're a competitor, so they gave me like a a five hundred dollar rebate or something, which seems like nothing. But anything's better than nothing. Uh, just just for giving away um, the 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 F one fifty to them, so that went towards the trade in value. I was like, wow, that's sweet, because I was giving them a competitor. I was buying a competitor, uh, and, and and trading in the competitor. If I was keeping you know, the F-150, but showed them, you know, my registration that I, that I owned it and I was buying a Ram, then they would give me like half as much, I think um, still a rebate towards the fact that I'm buying Something from them, a competitor. But the fact that I gave them their competitor to trade in, they were like, "Oh yeah," and they gave me even more. So that's just cool things like that. The I didn't even realize until I went in there and talked to them. But initially, I was like, "Maybe if, you know, if I go dodge, to, or if I go ram to ram, you know, maybe I can work something out." And that's ultimately what happened. Even my wife was shocked that the the good deal that I was able to get and the uh, my monthly payments and everything that were like hundreds of dollars less than she thought they were going to be. So it's still not cheap. That's for sure for a brand new twenty nineteen. Ram 3,500 crew cab long bed, but it has put in the work and made me a lot of money since then. I've done a lot of things. If you've been following along, you know what I'm talking about. Again, check out my uh, previous podcast, the ramp rack and all of my YouTube videos about the ramp rack and my tr- the Ram 3,500 and all that. Lots of good stuff there um, that I went into detail. So I plan on continuing down that trend. Um, you know, again, the next truck, When it comes time to get another truck, again, I'm not biased any particular brand. I will obviously look at Ram, but I will also look at other brands too. And it will really come down to what's, what is the best deal and what looks like it will be the best for, you know, my, my business, um, and the situation and so on. So that's pretty much it. So just to wrap this episode up, it's. Technically short and sweet <laughs> compared to what some episodes have been, and and you know you th- consider five minutes of this already right off the the gate was promoting the podcast uh, summit uh, in on January 14th, which again hopefully I'll see you guys there that that are going. Um, all the information for that is in the link tree in the show description, uh, but. The last thing that i will touch upon real quick is a lot of people ask why why gas not diesel or should i get diesel or gas and again i did a lot of research i asked some professional folks a lot of peers and mentors in the industry that have been doing this their whole life some like manufacturers and mechanics and engineers like really smart people a lot smarter than me and it really just came down to the same common consensus For lawn maintenance, you really don't need diesel. For landscaping or anything that you're going to be doing a lot of towing, you know, towing dump trailers and towing big landscape trailers with skid steers and stuff on it, that's where you want to get diesel. But if you're just doing lawn maintenance, all the stopping and going that you're doing, just gas. That's all you need. You know, you're not going to even see the value of saving in mileage using a diesel if you're just stopping and going constantly through neighborhoods and in town, just doing lawn maintenance, and you're not really pulling anything major um, other than a bunch of mowers and trailers and stuff like that. That's not really really worth getting, um, a diesel truck in my opinion and all the other people's opinion that I've talked to, um, in the past, leading up to my purchase, I always thought that it made sense to me also to stick with gas um, but you know, I asked a lot of folks their opinion and they all, they agreed. So that's why I am a lawn maintenance company. I do very little landscape maintenance. I don't pull anything big and heavy. I don't have a dump trailer that I need to pull. And even if I did, I could still pull it perfectly fine with my heavy duty truck. Um, and it'd be a short time frame of the year that I'd be doing that. So it's not like I'd be doing it every day, all year round. Like if I was a landscaping focused company where I'm just always pulling dump trailers and pulling, open trailers or landscape trailers with skid steers and stuff or tractors on them to dig things up and grade things and move things around and all that hardscaping trucks. I mean, that's where you're going to want hardscaping companies. That's where you're, you know, you're pulling pallets of material and stones and all that. That's in dirt. That's where you're going to need a diesel truck to be able to get that torque so that you can haul though. You can tow and haul the, the heavier things consistently that's where you need it but cuz cuz and again you're going to have increased expenses in the mechanical issues of diesel also very few people know how to work on diesel trucks if you know how to work on your own diesel truck then god bless you you are your own saving grace but typically you have to find a diesel mechanic to work on your diesel truck, which is a higher price than just finding any old mechanic to work on a gas truck. You can, kind of, you can just go anywhere for that, basically, as long as you find someone that's trustworthy and does a good job and so on, has integrity. But so that's just another added level there, too. So why go through that if you don't really need it? You know, so, again, that's why i ended up getting gas for lawn maintenance later on down the road. You know, who knows? I might end up getting a diesel if I do, you know, add maybe some other more landscape type service um, for my business, but that's not really part of the plan, you know, but I mean, there might be, a th- if anything, I might just get like a dump truck or something as, as that, that to, to fill that role instead of having like a heavy trailer to have to pull, I could just put all the stuff in the dump truck, like mulch, dirt, whatever, kind of stuff like that, debris, you know, leaf box and all that later on down the road as I grow that, that would probably be more of a thing, but you never know. We'll see. But for now, gas is, is the way to go pulling, um, my maintenance, maintenance trailers you know i have an, an enclosed trailer right now and, and i have the ramp rack where i'm hauling all my stuff in the pickup truck bed all my mowers and trimmers and blowers and all that so that's all i need for that too i don't need diesel for that either so again that's that's my whole rationale for that um and, and uh why why i picked all that hopefully it makes sense to you guys and I think that about wraps it up, and I made all the points I could possibly make, and then some, right, keeping this under an hour. To me, that's short and sweet. Woo! Uh, but, yeah, so thank you guys for listening. Hopefully you guys got some more value um, out of this. I've been getting some good feedback. Some of my recent episodes have been been a good good value I guess for for a lot of you folks. So I appreciate that feedback and I will keep trying to bring that value. Again, look forward to my 2021 recap episode and future of 2022 episode and then lots of interviews coming down the road, you know, starting with January 14th. I might have some like I said before before that, but at the, at the very minimum right after the, you know, after our podcast summit January 14th event, there's going to be lots of the interviewed podcast episodes coming out after that. Um, and then we roll into one event after another. You got the Hype House, which I'll be having some, probably have another episode talking to, um, you know, so, some of the members of the Hype House about that, whether it be Paul, uh, Jameson Greenish podcast, um, Ka- you know, Kayla Ballman, Brittany, you know, all of us, all of us were part of the Hype House. Uh, Brian Fullerton, Brian's Maintenance. I don't think he'll be at the podcast summit, but he is also part of, um, the Hype House and his uh, wife Liz Fullerton as well um, so you know I might get them on another time but maybe at the podcast summit I'll get Paul and Caleb on and that'll be like our collab episode and I'll just be talking we'll be talking about the Hype House get everybody hyped for the Hype House later on at the end of January going to February so there'll be lots more content coming from that as well so it's just one thing after another where we're just going to keep trying to load up content for you guys keep bringing value get you guys prepared for 2022 so you can uh, have a great season and, you know, get the most out of your life. So thank you guys for listening. And as always, thank you to the Toro company for sponsoring the LCR media podcast. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. This is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an
1: LCR media and Mr. Producer production.